Hello, everybody. Welcome to Targeting Winners Episode 4. Darren, how are you doing tonight? Good, man. How about yourself? We're doing great. Uh, it's been a long week. Uh, should be in New York right now, but due to some unforeseen circumstances <laughs> with some uh, birds hitting a plane and a bunch of storms in D.C., had to pick up my family at the D.C. airport and drive them home. So now I'm down in Florida, so we're not together in the same room yet doing these recordings. But other than that, everything's fine. Family's great. So um, and also I also noticed we picked up a listener in the great country of Denmark. We have uh, 99% of our listeners in the United States. And I was like, well, what about the other 1%? Click on it. Boom. Denmark. We're huge in Denmark. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who uh, who that guy is. So Denmark, if you're out there, send us an email: cfbdudes at yahoo.com. I'm assuming it's a guy. Can't be. A, can't be a woman. Could be. I mean, well, my wife's a woman. She lives with me. She never listens to me. Yeah, but she dominates I mean, in fantasy football. So I mean, that, that is that that's hard to deal with. But I mean, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine a woman halfway across the world will listen to us. I mean, my wife doesn't even listen to me. So same. So, so we're getting ready. We are, oh my God, a couple of weeks away, two and a half weeks, three weeks away from yep. the first week of college football. And uh, so it's like almost Christmas. So now we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about um, some bankroll management. We're also going to do some a couple of news topics other than Denmark, which are big news of our, our uh, podcast. Uh, starting next year, the Pac-12 will be the Pac-4, it looks like. I don't think that's going to qualify for any um, conference championships. So the futures ought to be really easy on that next year, as in we won't be doing one. So um, what other uh, news topics you got so far? Yeah, I mean, like you said on the topic of realignment, I don't know what those last four teams in the Pac-4, or the Pac, I'm already calling them the Pac-4, what the Pac-12 are going to do. Um, you've got Stanford, Cal, Washington State, and Oregon State. Um, even today, before we record, I heard something about Stanford and California looking at the ACC. Well, of course. Uh, when, you, well, yeah. when you think of the Atlantic Coast Conference, you think Stanford. Stanford's the Cal. first school that comes to mind. Yeah, man. So, absolutely. Uh, talk of them maybe combining with the Mountain West. I, I mean, there's so many things going on. It seems like every day there's something new. I'm literally just going to wait for it to, to settle and – like you said, the conference preview should be great fun next year with the SEC having 16 teams, the Big Ten having 18 teams. Uh, who even knows what's what's going on with that? But uh, What's weird is I always thought with the conferences realigning that the ACC would have been the first one to go. I would have thought, you know, the Big Ten would have taken everything north of Virginia with, you know, UNC and Duke to make that basketball thing. And then the SEC taking everything, NC State, Wake Forest, everything south going into the SEC. And the ACC would have been no more. But now you've got, you know, Oregon, Washington, UCLA, USC um, flying halfway across the country every week to uh, – did not – I, I didn't see it coming. I thought for sure it was the ACC would have been next. Yeah, there is nothing better than a UCLA-Rutgers rivalry in the Big Ten next <laughs> right? year. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> Who hasn't been waiting for that to happen? Can't wait for but, that line. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things that kind of stinks about all this realignment. If you're a fan of college football like we were first before we got into betting on it is, you know, rivalries are what made, you know, college football kind of special. I mean, you know, this is the last Oklahoma, Oklahoma State uh, game. So, I mean, I know my, our boy Mike Gundy's not happy about that, but I mean, 
money talks, man. These schools are going to yeah. move wherever they're getting paid the most, and you know it's unfortunate, but we already lost Oklahoma, Nebraska <laughs> a few years back. Yep, yep, sure enough. So who knows? But it's all about the almighty dollar. Uh, we'll have to see if they do anything in regards to the football playoff next year. It's supposed to be twelve teams, but. Uh, I mean, I guess that's going to stay, but I mean, like what happens to the Rose Bowl? I mean, Pac-12 always sends somebody to the Rose Bowl. I, I you know what, what's what's going to happen with that. It's just, uh, Opening for Stanford, Oregon State. <laughs> probably the best chance any of those four. I mean, right. <laughs> Stanford ain't getting there unless it becomes the Pac-1. So, I mean, but uh, we'll see. Like I said, it always seems to be a new development every day or two. So, I mean, it'll be here soon enough one way or the other. We'll just wait and see when all the dust settles, what the conferences look like, and uh, we'll worry about it then, I guess. Right. Uh, but speaking of the Big Ten, we got a couple news and notes here that uh, just kind of a heads up and how these items may or may not affect uh, betting lines. First of all, uh, we all remember uh, Pat Fitzgerald, 17 years at Northwestern. He was let go. Uh, pretty disturbing hazing allegations not getting into them here but there's more than enough articles if you feel like reading about it right um we're not really team win total players here i think the highest plus number i saw just yesterday was like plus 150 uh if you've listened to any of our first three shows you know four to one's the smallest future we've actually taken so far and one of us idiots bet something at like eh, plus five thousand. but uh you know that's another show uh, so Northwestern's <laughs> win total was three and a half uh, after Fitzgerald was let go, replaced by their defensive coordinator, David Braun. It's now down at three. Uh, it looks like they're probably only going to be favored in two games this year anyway. I still don't see three wins on that schedule. So if you are a win total better, uh, you know, the recommendation, maybe look under three with Northwestern. Um, we do have a lot of QB battles uh, that haven't been decided yet, and a couple of them at some big-name schools like Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, neither of those schools have named a starting QB as of yet, uh, so that's certainly something we're going to keep an eye on. Uh, we discussed those teams uh, specifically in our first show and how we kind of felt they'd be a little shakier than normal without a, without a definite starter, but to have neither of those programs have a starter at this point uh, maybe a little cause for worry, but um, definitely going to be watching those. And back to the Big the Big Ten here, um, or I'm sorry, actually the Big 12. Iowa State, I don't know if any of you have heard, but they last year's QB, Hunter Deggers, apparently got caught placing bets, oh. and not just one or two bets, 366 bets from like 2021 to present. Some on his own team. Now, while he hasn't officially uh, been suspended, one would have to assume he's probably done playing for Iowa State. Uh, again, if you're interested in their win total, it was five and a half. It's now five. Um, like I said, no suspension has been official. Uh, but pretty much in sports at any level, if you play them, you're not allowed to bet on them. So he's probably facing a suspension he may show up at incarnate word next year i have no idea but <laughs> he's probably done at iowa state uh as far as those 366 bets he made he wagered two thousand seven hundred and ninety nine dollars and if you want to do some quick math it's about seven dollars and sixty cents a bet so to kind of have that many bets i don't know if he was ahead or behind but uh round of applause for his bankroll management so i mean that's exquisite to make all that those leads us into today's topic. It does. And I mean, Hunter, I'm sure you're listening because you're probably not practicing, but uh, <laughs> you know, 
If you want to email us, cfbdudes at yahoo.com, we would love to get you on the show to talk some Big 12 matchups. So we can have him and listening. one guy at the same time. Exactly. We could get all four of us on. I would love to know how college football, if it's popular in Denmark. But anyway, so yeah, so bankroll management. We got a handful of tips. Um, you know, we're kind of in that dead space. We got about, like Tim said, a couple weeks before we actually have some games to talk about. Uh, but... We assume at this point you're ready to go. There's no action yet. You've got your futures bets in. Uh, well, we want you to be able to make your initial deposit and not make any more for the rest of the college football season. So we've failed. So we've gotten better at it. So don't make our mistakes. And we're going to kind of go through some of our mistakes. We didn't make all of these. Some are common sense. Some you might not have thought of. Uh, but Tim, what is the number one bankroll management tip we have? Well, obviously, you know, you see any commercial for any betting site or anything, you know, bet responsibly. Um, you want to use your disposable cash only. You don't want to, you know, be betting your rent money, your kids, you know, school supply money, their school clothes or college tuition or anything like that. You don't want a couple of large Italian guys showing up at your door. You know, Moose and Rocco help the judge find his wallet. So, uh, you know, you want to avoid that. So that, that would be the first thing you don't want to get behind um and because that's that starts the avalanche once you know if you're using money that you know you really need to win with and you have a bad run off the bat then boom now you're now you're chasing which we'll get to that later but uh disposable cash only lead with revenue uh so that would be obviously the first one because if you if that's the most important one because if you mess up that the rest of the rules don't really matter because you're not going to have any money. So. It's very difficult to watch college football when your TV doesn't turn on because you have no electricity. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> we don't pay the cable bill. Exactly. So. so, yeah, that's definitely the most important. I agree with you there, man. So the second thing we have is once you have that bankroll amount established, keep the bets small. Remember, you're going to have 60 to 65 games most Saturdays to bet on. So, one to five percent of whatever your starting bankroll is. I don't care what your starting bankroll is. Like Tim said, it's whatever you can you can afford to set aside that doesn't jeopardize your well-being. One to five percent of your bankroll every game. Don't change it. Just roll with that. Because I mean, even if you bet five percent, say you're starting with a thousand dollars, so that's what fifty bucks a game. Say you pick five games, you go one in four. All right, you're down maybe net about one hundred fifty bucks. Your bankroll's still at eight fifty. But if you're doing something like a hundred bucks a game and you go one and four, yeah, your bankrolls are like 33% gone and you're probably going to end up making another deposit, uh, not being disciplined. So one to 5% of your bankroll. And one thing you can do, and I did this last year was maybe every four weeks or so, take a look at where your bankroll is at. And if it's higher, that percentage becomes a little bit more. I mean, you may start off with a $20 bet. You may make 100, 150 bucks your first month using that same percentage. Maybe you can bet, you know, 30. Yeah, who knows? But uh, just keep the same percent. Or if you want to stay the same percent all along, do make a profit. Withdraw that profit. Well, the sports books will let you. So, and then start with exactly. whatever your bankroll was again. So either of those ways are fine, uh, but keep the percentage the same. Don't make it more than 5%. Yep. Ask yourself, what would 100 deckers do? What would Hunter? Do? I mean, honestly, we shouldn't even be here. If Hunter had a podcast, we should probably be listening to him. But uh, to have almost 400 bets and be at under $8 a bet, Hunter abides by good. rule number two without a question. 
to do to Bynes. <laughs> <laughs> Tip three. What's next? Tip three. Uh, let's uh, have a no on the uh, parlays and teasers. There's a reason why they're called teasers. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts. You know, a lot you can have. You think you got all your bets down. Oh, they're going to win. They're going to win. And one guy coming in, he fumbles the ball on the one-yard line. It goes out of bounds. And then instead of covering the spread, they're only winning by five instead of by 12. And uh, it's an easy way uh, to make your bankroll disappear. Um, you know, a lot of those uh, hotels in Vegas, they are built on parlay and teaser bets. Agreed. So, yeah, oh, yeah. So um, you're not going to hear us place any um, parlays or teaser bets uh, during the year. We're a single game. We find where the money has the best chance to win, put it on that one game, and move along. So that's that would be my one of my big tips is no parlays or teasers. Yeah, I mean, assuming standard, you know, minus 110 juice, you have to hit just under 53% of your plays just to break even. So, I mean, you need to be better than 50% just you know just winning one game at a time why make it harder on yourself by trying to hit two three four or more in one single bet I mean, there's nothing worse than hit you know doing a three-team parlay hitting your first two and losing that last one so i mean if you had done them singly you turn a profit you do them in a parlay you you win nothing so right. it's i know they're not sexy and you know the one guy on twitter who tells you oh i got this three-team parlay Oh, and I hit it and I put this. Yeah, he's, he's, no, stop. Just please don't. That's listen the one he hit. He's not telling me about the seven that he lost. Exactly. 98% of gambling Twitter X or whatever the hell they're calling themselves this week. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of that is people only talk about their, their wins, you know, but uh, yeah, definitely I agree. No parlays, no teasers. It's tough enough to win one game, you know, like I said, right. like making it harder. I mean, um, so now you've got your you've got your bankroll set aside. You know how much you're betting the game. You know what you're not, what types of bet you're not doing. We also recommend use multiple sportsbook accounts. I mean, we're using three uh, us for the upcoming season here, mainly two. But I mean, we do have a lot of our futures bets at a third one. Uh, just simple reason being, you want to give yourself the best chance to win. You know, and if you lose, you want to pay as little juice as possible. So. Not every sports book's got plus seven at minus 110. I mean, if you want a favorite, that line is seven. Another sports book could have it at six and a half. Obviously, you're going to play that one. So you want to give yourself options. You want to give yourself the best chance to win. Take your bankroll, split it two or three ways, whatever. Um, but just have it spread out and then just bet with whichever one gives you the best number for the game that you're looking at. If you haven't got a sports book account yet or sports betting is new to your state, all the big apps, they offer tons of free bets, rewards points, bonuses. And there's enough articles there to to give you pros and cons of every one, so we're not going to do that here. Plus, we're assuming 99% of you already got your, your sportsbook apps loaded and ready to go. Uh, but have at least two, maybe three. Four or more becomes kind of monotonous. Uh, you know, you'll see the three of them will have the same line. One won't. There's no sense spreading your money that thin. Uh, like I said, two or three should be a good number. I agree. Yeah, th three would be good. A lot. Uh, yeah, three. Yeah, once you get up to four and five, then you're like, well, what was the line here? Then you forget. And then you got to go back, and you're going back and forth between between apps and all that. If you keep, I think three is a perfect number. You go five and a half here, five and a half here, five here. Okay, bet over there. So, yep. Um, I my last one here would be. I see this all the time. Whether you're at a casino or a poker room, horse track, don't chase 
you know, there's always going to be games next week. You know, you have a bad week. Don't let it shake you. Don't be like, well, I got to, you know, I lost my first three bets here. So I got to put $300 on the Hawaii game. I got to stay up till 3 a.m. sweating the Hawaii game. You know, don't worry. You see this all the time. Like people keep buying in and buying in at, at the at the blackjack table. You know, they got you know they got to catch the the money. The table's going to be there tomorrow. The poker room's going to be open tomorrow. The racetrack will be open tomorrow. There's always going to be another game to bet on. Wait till next week. There's more games next week. You know, if you're running bad, you'll be running better next week. Don't chase. So that just makes everything compound, and you're not really thinking with your head. You're kind of thinking with your heart a little bit, maybe. So, yeah, don't chase your losses. That's my last one. Yeah, no, I agree totally that that's just a bad and, you know, we're all guilty of it. But I mean, oh, yeah, I've done it. You know, if if doing this was easy, you know, then everybody would be doing it. And Vegas would look like the the village where I live, you know, just nothing exciting going on. But uh, that's not the case. You're not going to win every week. I mean, as much as we would love to, as much as we would love to sit here oh, and say, yeah, we're going to give you winning weeks every single week of the college football season. We're not. I mean, I wish we could, but we're not. Um, but at the same time, you also have to remember you're not going to lose every week either. So if you have a bad week, it's normal. Everybody does it. Don't let it bother you because you've got that 1% to 5% of your bank on each bet. You're not losing a ton anyway. So bounce back next week. Losing streaks do not last forever. Do not worry about it. Reach Brother Darren. <laughs> and the last one that I have is track your bets. You know, in the old days, you, you could use a notebook and a pen and just write down what you bet on, what the spread was, how much you bet, how much you won or lost. There are multiple apps out there that will literally sync to whatever sports book you're using and actually track them for you. Um the reason why this helps your bankroll is over time, you'll see what you're good at and you'll see what you suck at. Right. There's a reason Tim and I only talk about college football. We kind of suck at other things. <laughs> 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 Definitely you know, hockey. I can't pick a winner in hockey yeah, to save my life. You came up to me and said, hey, who's winning this NBA game tonight? <laughs> you're going to lose because I don't know anything about it. Um, but what I did do, you know, I was at that point where, well, college football's over. Guess I'll bet on, uh, you know, basketball. Oh, it's March Madness. Guess I'll fill out a bracket. Oh, baseball season. Yeah, no. I learned over the years that there are some sports I should not be betting, and I won't be betting, and that's how that helps your bankroll because you're not losing at things you know you're not good at. So it's basically saving you money as opposed to adding, but uh, – yeah, track them. You'll know what kind of bet you're good at. Maybe you're just a single game. Pick the side. Maybe you're better at totals. You know how you'll find out? Track them for the course of a season or two. Then when you when you reload for next season, boom, I'm not betting any totals because I went 10 and 21 in the 31 totals bets I made. So definitely track your bets. Once you sign in and see you know, a lot of them are free. So, I mean, all you really have to do is just sync them to your sports book. Once you enter that bet in the sports book, and once you open the app within a second, your bet is already there and it's going to track for you. So follow that along. You can put a date range in, say, August 26th to whenever the national championship is, mid-January. And you'll know then, hey, how did I do in college football this year? 
So great way to save yourself uh, from losing some bets. So yeah, I definitely is. recommend that one. Save yourself a lot of headaches as well. I mean, yes, it's right there. You see, well, I'm really bad at this. Okay, I'm not going to do that then. You know, <laughs> that's yeah, and that's the one everybody thinks they're so good at the NFL because oh, I watch the NFL. Yeah, well, so do I. I. I don't remember the last winning year I had in the NFL. <laughs> the, the, line, the lines are so sharp that it's it's really tough to beat the NFL over the course of a full season. So, and if you don't believe me, track yourself in the NFL this year. See how you do. Uh, I'd be mm-hmm. willing to bet that more than half of you will not uh, are not as good at the NFL as you think you are. But uh, track your yeah. bets. Like I said, it's a great way to save you money because you can focus in on what you're good at. And that's definitely going to help you in the long run. Absolutely. Well, Darren, this one is this episode is coming to an end. It's a little shorter, but um, our next episode, we're talking games, baby. Finally, (laughs) it's time. Finally. Get Bruce Buffer in here. It's time. <laughs> I'm so ready. I have already made notes for all seven games uh, on week zero. Uh, so, yeah, that's yeah. how excited it's, I am. I actually did that prep before I did the prep for this show. <laughs> getting my shoulder, my elbow warmed up for the Tomahawk Chop week one against go. LSU. Getting ready Dude, to go. That game's going to be huge. There's a couple <laughs> games coming up in that. So, yeah, so for that next show that Tim's talking about, uh, in addition to – and we're going to base the games that we cover kind of dependent on the schedule. Uh, we don't want to have these shows be, you know, 60 minutes, you know, going over 30 or 40 games every weekend. Um, but what we're going to do since there's only seven for technically week zero week one actually starts, uh, Thursday and Friday, there are some games. So we're not covering anything FCS. Uh, so if there's any game involving an FCS team, whether it's against another FCS or an FBS, we're not covering it. I mean, there's just 133 teams is enough to keep track of. Uh, and those point spreads are so ridiculous. You never know. Is, is the FBS team going to just roll? Are they still working on things? If anything, if you really had to bet that, bet the FBS team total in the first half because probably by the third quarter they're going to be up 40 points and they're putting in all their backups who won't score nearly as much. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's going to be FBS versus FBS only. Um, Looking at August 26th, um, August 31st, and September 1st, there's 15 games total to look at. Um, Initially, it kind of looks like we might have three plays to, to release for you guys uh, if you tune in in a couple weeks, but uh, still working on that. Again, those QB battles I mentioned earlier, some of those need to shake out before we make any final decisions. But yeah, man, I cannot wait to record uh, uh, the next one before we finally get to talk right. about some games. All right, so put a bow on this one. So if anyone out there knows Hunter Deckers, have them email us at cfbdudes at yahoo.com. Shout out to Denmark guy one more time. Hey, uh, if he's listening, I hope he is. Uh, get us. Um, I don't know. Let's make something big here. Uh, if he gets us 500 Denmark listeners, we'll go out there and we'll fly to Copenhagen. Dude, if he gets us three Denmark <laughs> listeners, I would consider flying out to Copenhagen. Uh, no, I'm like after what we went through last week. I'm not getting. Well, you're probably <laughs> more deserving of a free flight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna wrap this episode up. Shout out to Denmark Football CFB Dudes at Yahoo.com. This has been Targeting Winners episode four. See you next time we get ready to talk for week one. We'll see you later.